When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is your weekend tradition for over 400 episodes. I am Justin LeVar. He is Josh Eisenberg. This is Wrestling Inc. and it's Chair Shot Reality where we're talking all the things going on in the world of professional wrestling, mainly WWE. Josh, you're down there in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I'm here in Pittsburgh. But no matter where you are in the world, you've heard about the story that is John Cena and Nikki Bella. Uh, they broke up a few weeks ago. Now John Cena's on the Today Show talking about how much he misses her and he wants to be the father of her children. Nikki's saying how much she loves him, but she needs to do her. Is this all one big? Are we building like a WrestleMania match or something? This this has to be an elaboration. <laughs> they're elaborating that they're split up, and we're not sure what happened, and no information's coming out. But both people are heartbroken. I mean, this sounds like the absolute best season finale of Total Divas that they could ever go through, right? Um, it's so interesting because at first it was very surprising to me because. You know, we, we know the quirks of John Cena. We know the quirks of Nikki Bella and, and putting them together, you know, years and years ago and now to the point of being engaged at WrestleMania 33 and then WrestleMania 34, they're not there. Like, what's what's the point of living if John Cena and Nikki Bella aren't engaged and they're not getting married? I, I don't care anymore. Like, it's just, it's so annoying to me that this is what John Cena is now. Everything that he hated 10 years ago, he's this guy. Well, I'll say this. I heard Nikki Bella, or I read Nikki, Nikki Bella's comments rather about how, you know, the, the speculation of is this a work, how it's that much harder for her, and this is real heartache. But, you know, and I'm a big Nikki Bella fan, but but girl, come on. You you, you guys are famous for a world and, and, and a genre that that lives on a lie, lives on a work. Yeah. So you can't, you can't, and you have reality show cameras around you. So, I mean, I, unfortunately, I can't feel bad for her. She's got to expect, whether this is legitimate or not, you're going to get these questions. You're going to get the speculation. It- and it's always going to be hearsay. It's always going to be one person's word over another. And obviously, speaking of one person's word over another, uh, Enzo Amore, Justin, looks like his charges are dropped. Um, wasn't even charged with anything, but everything seems to be cleared. Uh, real name Eric Arndt and uh, the whole instance with him. So my question is, what's next for Enzo Amore? Well, I think you're going to see him in the sports entertainment slash pro wrestling world. Uh, I think a place like an Impact Wrestling seems like it would be a very uh, possible destination. You know, they are... Um, you know, they, they could use, I mean, he, he, let's face it, you know, he, he was a draw uh, before he got um, you know, let go by WWE. He was a draw. He, he's got a lot of charisma, so he's certainly somebody that Impact Wrestling could use and do something with and try to give him a second chance, both uh, with his public image and with his image internally in the business amongst the locker room, as we certainly heard the fair share of problems that he was mm-hmm. having in WWE. Um, I, I think, you know, an Impact Wrestling is very possible. You know, and it's probably if, if he can if he can keep out of trouble, if he can stay off of TMZ, it's probably pretty likely he will get back with WWE eventually. I, I don't think that's going to be today, tomorrow, or next week, or even next month. Uh, but yeah. I mean, talk about fantasy booking, though. Imagine if they did if WWE did take Enzo back. Imagine now that they have the focus somewhat in a singles big cast. Imagine having Enzo as the barking dog manager, uh, perpetuating the well, heel cast. 
And you were the one, I think, maybe a year and a half, two years ago before Enzo and Big Cass started getting stale, you know, right, pretty much right around WrestleMania 33. You were uh, the voice of saying, how great would this tag team be if they were these cocky heels from New yeah. York, from Jersey? I mean, a lot of money could be invested in them. And obviously at that time, they didn't want to do that. Um, because of how much money they're making and raking in for merchandising. But the fact now that they have other people, you know, taking that helm, and it always happens. It's a rotating cycle where you have guys that are top merchandise sellers. Hell, who would have thought Rusev would be one of the top merchandise sellers this time, even three months ago, let alone a year ago. So if you bring Air, uh, if you bring Enzo Amore back, uh, maybe I can see him coming back in 2019. I think, you know, you give him some time to, to kind of learn from this experience, not necessarily the sexual assault allegations, but uh, his credibility backstage, his behavior uh, there could be a good opportunity for him back in WWE. They always need guys with more charisma. That's always what you need. You can be an okay wrestler, but if you have that charisma, it could take you further in bigger places. Sure, and, and and you know, Vince is no stranger to giving guys second, third, sometimes fourth chances. So you know, I mean, and, and granted, let's say, let's be honest. Uh, according to the law, he's done all. He's done is is got himself caught up in the wrong crowd. The if wrong any, crowd. The wrong Absolutely. crowd with the wrong with the wrong accusations. But ultimately, the the police decided there's nothing there. So really, the only thing he's really guilty of is just. Some bad judgment and some, and some maybe some bad backstage etiquette, but that he wouldn't sure. be the he wouldn't be the first one to try to overcome that uh, and, and get that second chance. And, and and I don't know if this is if second chance is the segue, but the revival surprisingly shows up answering an open challenge at an NXT live event. Josh, is this is just just a one off to appease the crowd, or is this signaling well, but, their future? Well, it's strange to me because you want to appease the crowd, yeah, like it's a cool surprise here and there, and. They did this years ago, obviously, when they had guys like Cesaro and Zack Ryder when NXT was in a different period, but bringing guys from the main roster and doing live shows, or even doing NXT uh, you know, television, quote, television tapings. Um, I see this as no good um, for a few reasons. No good for NXT because they have to put these guys on a live show, but they have a plethora of other tag teams down there that they've liked, right? You know, Heavy Machinery, War Raiders, Street Profits. They have all these teams, um, but... It's also not good for the revival. Like, whose idea was it? Oh, hey, you know, Dawson and Wilder, let's go down to NXT for a show. They probably didn't care because they were still getting paid and everything. But what has happened to these guys on the main roster that they're not even getting a blink of an eye of a chance to make a tag team division, um, you know, more top guyish and, and, and giving them an opportunity to be tag team champions? They're not even getting the opportunity to do that, Justin. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's because of political reasons. I don't know if it's because of uh, you know just hey you're not our priority right now creatively. But I mean it begs the question you know do you want to you know do you want to ride the bench on the majors or or do you want to be hitting home runs in Triple A and and and, yeah. and, I, and I use that analogy but at the same time we we've heard it we've heard it for many years now. Triple H has said that he the ultimate goal was to is to, is for NXT to be a third brand and it be a two way street yeah. of guys can go to NXT and not be considered a, a demotion. So maybe this yeah. is the start of that of like hey. If we don't really have much going on for you on Raw and SmackDown, why waste why waste you traveling onto those shows when we can get you on an NXT show uh, and you can help? I mean, that prime product. example was Zack Ryder. I mean, look at Zack Ryder teaming up with Mojo Rawley right. as the hype bros, and then you know when Mojo gets called up, there was something there. Um, I just I'm surprised that at this point right now, American Alpha, The Ascension, they, those two teams have had more to do in their first year in WWE television, Levad villains, than the Revival, who in my mind was one of the best tag teams going in 2016 and 2017. Now, where are the authors of pain? Why are they wrestling main event matches? I have Main event as in the show, people. Main event, the show, main event. Yeah, there's, they're far away from the main event. It's, it's interesting. The tag team division is in a state of flux right now on Raw. SmackDown, they have way too much tag team talent. 
And that's my problem with the superstar shakeup. Looking back at that, you have so many really great tag teams on both shows, but you have more on SmackDown for two hours compared to I mean, where the Usos, the Bludgeon Brothers don't have a match. Well, this is the, we can talk about that for, for hours with me. But uh, the last thing, it looks like there's going to be uh, an all-in event, Justin. Are you going to be all-in with the 10,000 fans that sold out in under 30 minutes? There is a rumor that Juice has purchased 200 tickets just so he can have an entire section dedicated to him in his tissues when the Young Bucks come out. <laughs> I heard that same rumor. Um, you know, first of all, congratulations to them. I, I probably will not, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be there. I, I just, I can't, I can't bring myself to like do the travel when I get there. Like I'm excited, but I'm, I'm excited enough I can watch it at home. And however, I'm sure they're going to stream it somewhere. Um, that said, it, it, it is a remarkable event. It's an accomplishment. I'm, you know, I, I appreciate what the Young Bucks have accomplished. They're not my cup of tea, but that said, it's still pretty remarkable what, what them and Cody have been able to do. You know, basically pulling a, a buffet of the best of, or at least the best of who they can afford realistically and book realistically uh, from guys of all different promotions around the world. So you know, yeah. it, it's for people that want a little bit different speed. You know, people that that want pro wrestling and they feel WWE doesn't necessarily present that uh, in the way they want. This is going to be uh, a big event, and and the biggest thing probably off of it is what could come to follow it because you know if this becomes really successful uh, sponsors and, and other big money pockets might go okay well maybe can this be something that can be a yearly thing that can be you know kind of like how what you know yeah. I mean, we've we've seen other big shows that you know obviously new japan has their big one they do on january 4th i mean maybe this becomes uh, a big annual non WWE show each year and uh, you know who knows what that spawns into so for for wrestling fans in general this is a very exciting thing this is exciting this is uh, energetic i i again i'm not the biggest fan of the Young Bucks, nothing against them personally. I think they're um, absolutely fantastic at what they've been able to do outside of the WWE umbrella. It's going to be successful. It's already successful because it's already sold out. The show's going to have a lot of buzz. If they want this to be um, memorable for – and they want to change professional wrestling, right? Well, they better start chanting and cheering for a guy who's not a professional wrestler to whoop somebody's ass in one month of the <laughs> octagon so they can open the checkbook for a Mr. CM Punk. And I know that people are saying, oh, you know, that's a pipe dream that CM Punk could potentially be in this and, and that, that will be the icing on the cake and it's so unrealistic. Well, who would have thought that 10,000 seats in an arena in Chicago would sell out that quickly for a non-WWE event when even sometimes WWE has trouble selling out Chicago. So I'm going to be excited to see after June, after UFC 225, what happens if that phone rings and they say we have the biggest surprise in professional wrestling and you're knocking on the door because it's clobbering time. I'm going to say this. If CM Punk loses at UFC in one month, I think that that really is going to increase the chances that he shows up yep. at All In. And I, 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 I don't think that they are not going to advertise him being there. They're not even going to really tease. If he shows up, he will be unadvertised. It'll be a surprise, yeah. whether it's a run-in. Tickets whether, already sold. Yeah. Right. And, and, and Cody said in an interview, he, you know, that, that would be cheating. He want, he, they wanted to sell this on them. You know, they even waited until they announced Rey Mysterio. So if he shows up, it'll be an unadvertised surprise somewhere within the show. I mean, if he loses at UFC... Which might signal, okay, the UFC experiment the is just speculation not, not going to get bigger, right? I, I would bet, I would bet my favorite brands of vodka, my acid cigars, and my my Playboy edition. Acid cigars, come down to Florida, I'll give you a real cigar. And my, play, I'll throw in my Playboy edition with Maria Canellos on the cover of it. Nobody I, wants that sticky. I will dude. bet them all. Wants I will. Nobody wants your Playboy. I will magazine all in, all in on the poker table that we would see CM Punk if CM Punk <sighs> loses at UFC. Sticky Playboy magazine is it still underneath your bed? Maybe. That's not your bed. <laughs> but you don't know where I keep them. you got to stash them around. You know, I don't want to know. Nobody right. wants to know. Nobody wants to know. Uh, <laughs> what we do want to know is what exactly is WWE thinking? Ronda Rousey getting a title shot, and maybe even more so 
the title shot, but how they have uh, announced the title shot. We'll talk about that. Plus, we'll talk about the new and pending WWE TV deal that's going to take place in 2019. Is it is it with NBC? Is it with Fox? Is it with Amazon? A lot of questions, a lot of potential uh, spin-off factors of how long Monday Night Raw and SmackDown could be. All that to talk about here. Chair Shot Reality on Wrestling Inc. Stick with us on the playlist. Chair Shot Reality on Wrestling Inc. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can also check us out all over social media at CS Reality, at Josh Eisenberg 4, at Justin Labar, at Wrestling Inc. Uh, clips are there. We hope you comment, share, do whatever, engage with us however you'd like to engage with us. And I'm sure this is a topic that you'd like to share your opinions on that Josh and I are going to dis- discuss here. And it is Ronda Rousey. Now, it was inevitable that Ronda Rousey was going to get inside, get into the uh, WWE Women's title picture. Certainly, I don't know if we all thought that it would come this, this quickly. She's going to challenge Nia Jax for the Raw Women's title at Money in the Bank in the month of June. Josh, I can even get past her challenging quickly because she had they had momentum with her. She had such a successful WrestleMania in-ring debut. Mm. I don't know if I can still comprehend the we're going to just do it at a red carpet. I know that it's an NBC event so and they're and they're doing a lot of wheeling and dealing with yeah. with with leverage, but but for the for, for the champion and Nia Jax, the bigger and and physical presence to come up and say yeah, I want to challenge you, the baddest woman on the planet. What is happening? It wasn't good. I mean, the delivery between the two women looked more like the uh, Nia Jax asked her out to you know brunch. You know, hey, let's go get some mimosas and maybe challenge for my Raw Women's Championship. <laughs> let's do that. No, um, it was just really strange because you expected Ronda Rousey's first championship match to do a few things. One, um, make a bigger impact. I mean, the NBC red carpet thing that they did it on just – it felt misplaced, if, and even sitting in my couch in my living room and having people text me saying that this is just—it looks weird, it feels weird, the delivery is not right. So I think a bigger um, reason, and, and the thing I really go back to is the entire time that Ronda Rousey has been in WWE, her whole thing is I don't want to just be given a championship match. I, you know, there's so many other people, and she even said that on the red carpet, um, you know, when Nia Jax challenged her. So why are they doing that? So, like, why are you putting Nia Jax in a Money in the Bank pay-per-view that's already selling itself with ladder matches? And, and like, I think you and I both agree, this is probably the third or fourth most interesting pay-per-view of the year for us um, with so many implications. And then you also have AJ Styles and Nakamura again. And then, you know, you don't need this match at Money in the Bank. The way it was delivered was poor. I would have waited until SummerSlam in New York with Ronda Rousey's first championship to, uh, you know, title opportunity. It's... It shows you once again, though, Justin, that it doesn't matter which pay-per-view it is. WWE Network needs something every single month, and that's kind of what it's come down to. Yeah, they got to make sure people are uh, enthusiastic about the nine ninety nine they're spending each and every single month, no matter what mm. uh, pay-per-view it is. You know, we're talking about this this weekend. You know, uh, we have not seen Ronda Rousey and Nia Jax live on Raw since this happened last Monday when when they were over when they were in New York and Raw was in London. So I guess the potential is there that maybe this match doesn't, maybe it doesn't go off as maybe maybe whether you know we've seen Stephanie McMahon, or we've heard Stephanie McMahon on the phone with Kurt Angle. There's the natty, there's natties in that in the situation because she was becoming best friends with Ronda. So I guess it's possible that this is gonna get swerved and maybe maybe yeah. maybe Ronda and I become tag partners for a match or maybe just something really screwy happens because I I completely agree if if if, if they're gonna put. If they're not going to wait till like a next year's mania, if they're determined to get Ronda into the title picture uh, sooner than later, I, how do you not hold it for New York City for SummerSlam? Yeah. You know, yeah, and, and nothing against Money in the Bank in Chicago because Chicago is also you know obviously a huge city, and that's 
you know, great eyes, but it's not the prestige of what they want SummerSlam to be. And realistically speaking, you have Carmella and Asuka for SmackDown Women's Championship match. Um, you have the women's ladder match. You have the you know the Raw Women's Championship match. So you didn't necessarily need all championships for the women to be defended since you have that ladder match. I didn't think you really needed three or four women's matches. Um, but then I think about this. Ronda Rousey hasn't been on Raw for a while. And the last time we really saw her is her protecting... Um, Natalia. So I guess my thought is, do they really want Ronda Rousey in a championship match? Do they have nothing else to do for her since there's going to be already a women's ladder match and a SmackDown title match? Like, is this just kind of thrown together because they just want to put her on the card and see what they can come up with? I don't think they have any direction. Well, and I've seen some speculate. I don't really know if I believe this, but it's, I guess it's worth saying. I've seen some speculate, you know, this event's going to be in Chicago and, and, and obviously Chicago is just sold out all in. So, but I don't really, I mean, I don't really, yeah. I don't really see Vince making that kind of, uh, you yeah. know, I don't really think he cares that much. Um, yeah. And then you just said, you, you have the ladder matches, you have all this other stuff going on in money in the bank at the event itself. So if, if Ronda was to win the title, is it going to be perceived as the top story or is it going to, or is it going to yeah. get buried? Is the lead going to get buried? And, and, and then again, maybe she wins, but maybe you might have a money in the bank briefcase holder to cash in. So yeah. there's just, I don't. I have a hard time seeing her walk away the title in this, and which then makes you think, okay, is she going to lose her first singles match? You know. Yeah, and I, I think Ron. Something. I, I don't think this match goes off. Like you said earlier, I think something happens where um, this match doesn't go off as planned, and maybe she gets attacked. Um, you know, at Money in the Bank, and something else happens. But you know, it's either SummerSlam or WrestleMania for me for Ronda Rousey winning the championship. It's not Money in the Bank, even though Money in the Bank is one of my favorite pay-per-views. Yeah, I agree. Love to hear what you guys think. Ronda Rousey, is the match even going to happen? Will she win? All kinds of potential shenanigans to take place uh, at Money in the Bank uh, with Ronda Rousey challenging Nia Jax or Nia Jax challenging Ronda Rousey, however it's supposed to be worded. Uh, Coming up next, we're going to finish off the playlist uh, and talk about the WWE TV deal that's been uh, hot in the news right now in terms of the negotiations and how much money they can get and what it's going to do to Raw and SmackDown moving forward starting in 2019. It's all coming up here on Chair Shot Reality. Binge playlist every single weekend of Josh and myself. You can watch Chair Shot Rally. You can watch the videos here on, on the Wrestling Inc. YouTube channel. You can see some, uh, some clips on social media. You can also uh, subscribe to Wrestling Inc. and all the different audio platforms through Audio Boom and iTunes. And you can, uh, if you just want the audio version and don't want to look at our ugly mugs, uh, it is what it is. But you got to for yourself, Labar. <laughs> but you got to consume it one way or the other. Josh, uh, a, a hot headline right now is WWE and the their TV deal with the NBC Universal expires. Next year in 2019, so they're either going to re-sign with NBC Universal, or we've heard a lot of talk, a lot of rumor, everything from insiders in Hollywood to you know Colin Cowherd, kind of almost maybe sp- spilling some beans a few months ago on his show that that Fox wants to grab uh, Raw and SmackDown. We've heard that Amazon, um, YouTube have all been potential bidders to to be the uh, distribution home uh, in the United States at least. For Raw and SmackDown, uh, first off, do you think they're going to leave NBC Universal? Do you think that's going to happen? I don't think it's going to happen. I, in a way, want it to happen, and Raj brought up a good point from Wrestling Nick, is if they went to Fox, they'd only have two hours. They wouldn't have an overrun because of local news. Um, those things could change, though. They probably won't, obviously. Um, with WWE moving to Fox, potentially, um, I think it gives Fox a fresh take on sports entertainment. I think Fox is a... I still feel like it's more suitable for WWE in a weird way than it is for like the UFC or for even... 
you know, you obviously have the NFL, which is a completely different animal. But if you put WWE on a Monday night on Fox, I mean, what's Fox really doing with their late and primetime programming? They have a couple of reality shows. They have some comedies here and there, but they don't have anything that's cutting edge weekly, every single week that you can guarantee you're going to get three million viewers. And also, if you do the Tuesday night on SmackDown, FS1 would be perfect. FS1 has had such a hard time at competing with the likes of ESPN and with the likes of, of you know, uh, MLB Network and NBA TV for all those sports. So if you put SmackDown on there for two hours, Raw on Monday night for two hours, that would be the perfect model for me. People don't want to see three hours, and that's what's going to happen. You know, They're obviously still going to stay on NBC Universal. I think uh, you know, the USA Network, they're going to it's been a friendship there for a long time. Aside from Sp- uh, Spike TV and uh, TNN, that's been what professional wrestling has been all about on the USA Network. So I don't see that going anywhere. Um, I would just like to see something else because I think it can bring us a fresh perspective on something that might need a little, uh, little spice on top of that salad. Yeah, I tend to agree. Vince is very loyal. Vince, um, he, uh, he has had such a long relationship with the, with NBC and the USA Network specifically that you know, whether it be letting Raw do, do the overrun, whether it be, you know, um, just, just, just overall, just all the content they produce. And, you know, and Vince just probably had, you know, pretty good creative control. I, I do think that he, he's going to want to try to stay with him. Obviously, you know, money is ultimately the, the deciding factor, but I do think there's a, a sense of loyalty. But much like you said, I think a lot of us could, could really see maybe a fresh coat of paint of being on Fox uh, could do good for everybody. Fox could do for good for WWE, especially if it does... Get raw to decrease down to two hours, but it, but uh, you know I, the last thing I read, I you know, and we're not involved in Hollywood Insider, so all we can go off is what you what you read is that you know NBC will probably keep raw, but they don't want to keep SmackDown. But I I have a hard time seeing raw being under one umbrella and SmackDown being another. You know, it was one thing when SmackDown was on Sci-Fi, and I'm pretty sure Sci-Fi is part of that NBC flag, so they were all still in the same family, so to speak. I can't see. WWE having to do business with NBC for Monday night and then doing business with Fox for two. I, I just that's yeah, not, that, that, I mean, that doesn't seem like what WWE would do. No, I don't think they're going to do that either. And I think realistically speaking, if they want to keep Raw three hours, um, you know, SmackDown has been a consistently good show, and they have so much talent where you don't want to see this happen. But I could personally see them doing something with SmackDown if USA and, and NBC Universal does not want to broadcast SmackDown on Tuesday nights. They might really just do it as a, either a WWE network, uh, keep it inside their own umbrella, or they could even do something like a YouTube or an Amazon. I mean, you put it on there, people are streaming more than anything. I watch my Netflix more than anything, really, these days, aside from professional wrestling and sports. And when 2019 comes around, I mean, there's going to be a lot of opportunities for WWE to shop that, maybe get a good price. And think about it like this. If they go on YouTube, if they, they can do it anytime they want. They can film it whenever, but then it goes back, be it playing devil's advocate with myself – is it's not live or, you know, maybe spoilers come out and they're back where Friday Night SmackDown used to be. So it's not a win-win situation for WWE. It's a win-win situation for Raw because everybody wants Raw, but their redheaded stepchild of SmackDown is the one I think that is going to be uh, in most danger of, of suffering from their product. I, I still don't see on this new contract. You don't see it going to YouTube or anything? You're just streaming? I don't see WWE leaving cable. They, they're, going to want, they're going to want Raw and SmackDown to be on cable. It's, that's still how they, in theory, draw in. The casual viewers to then try to say, sure. "Hey, you know, we had this WWE network, or hey, were you a fan twenty years ago? Well, you can watch WrestleMania from yeah. twenty years ago." So, I, I mean, and I, and I think there's probably more money still on that. I mean, now, now this will be a new deal they signed for 2019, and no, we don't know how long that deal will be. Now, this might be the last deal that involves them primarily on cable. The one that they have, yeah. in five it's like years, 2024 or whatever. Right, yeah. that one might be okay. The amount of people have cut the cord, you know, streaming is the only option now. But I think this will be the last one we're still going to keep them on cable. 
Do, do you think, and this is this is possible as well. I know that you're still a, a proponent of you know keeping professional wrestling and, and SmackDown specifically on cable as well. Do you think that there's an opportunity for them to potentially go to Hulu? They already have a partnership with Hulu to stream, um, you know, commercial-free edited versions of the show. And as you saw with the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, they've had live feeds of the games there you can watch. That might be their easiest opportunity. And think of Hulu. I mean. People have Hulu, but it's not as big as, say, Amazon or it's not as big as Netflix. This could be a really good purchase for Hulu if they brought SmackDown live on Tuesdays on their channel. I could Hulu afford it? Uh, I mean, I think the number that we've heard from this from the deal that they're currently in is something like 150 million. I mean, I, I don't know what Hulu's. You know, I don't yeah. know if they did. If even if they did expand their plan with Hulu. They, again, they still have to be on. They still need to be on cable. I, I just, I don't, I don't see how you cannot have them anywhere Monday night or Tuesday night on on the channel guide. I, I, and again, I know more and more people. And quite frankly, it won't well, just hurt. SmackDown Raw's not going anywhere. It won't. It won't hurt. If, if I'll tell you this, I, I would between how much I enjoy Netflix and I enjoy Amazon Prime and I enjoy every other every other streaming service, if. If WWE leaves cable, then I will finally cut the cord because I, really that yeah. is the last reason I have to keep the cable going. I mean, and, I, and I've tried Sling TV, even where, which is where you can package some of those USA and stuff like that. The only problem is it's just a matter of, okay, do I have the best internet in all parts of the house for the damn yeah. Roku or whatever to work? But, we had those streaming issues for the network uh, when it first launched. Remember those? Every month it seemed yeah. like pay-per-view would stop. So. Yeah, I mean, so I, I can just say this. I mean, I have I have Comcast, though. WWE better tell Comcast if we're leaving, uh, if we're leaving cable, then you're going to lose Justin Lavar's enormous enormous bill that it is every month hey my 200 dollars bill for at&t isn't any better i'll tell you that much but that's i I agree it's gonna be if that happens there's no reason for me to have it i mean i can watch all of my sports and everything else you know via streaming devices chair shot reality wrestling inc Uh, every single week follow josh on twitter at josh eisenberg4 at justin labar we'll be back next weekend as we get closer and closer to what i think and josh i think even kind of admitted is one of the biggest pay-per-views now of the year money in the bank in chicago hit us up on social media we'll talk to you then Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.